What you mean, we, white man? Coming up on the Anti-Woke Podcast. Later on, I'm going to talk about a neo-Nazi something or other brigade. It's the Azov Brigade, A-Z-O-V. And, and the Azov Sea is like a big, I don't know, saltwater lake or something in Ukraine. So anyways, Azov. So something or other is going on with Russia and Ukraine. I just made a podcast saying, I don't care about this. Tell me when something happens. So something kind of happened. So I'm going to try and do the some fun stuff. So I'm getting my information from the Robert Wright podcast. He's got Nikita Petrov on there. Nikita Petrov is a, he's a Russian. He's not a journalist. He's just like a young Russian man. Um, I think his job is he does like website work for Americans. And he speaks like perfect English. But his opinions or whatever, the stuff that he that he likes to he has his own podcast and he talks about like taking psychedelic drugs and making art. So that's the kind of guy he is. So what happened with Russia and Ukraine? I guess Ukraine's got the you know, on the east side, on the Russian side of Ukraine, there's a couple I guess they're like states, you know. In America you call them states. There's a couple regions. That have people that speak Russia, basically as Russians. As Russians that live in a couple of the eastern states of Ukraine. And they've been fighting for independence for a long time against, I guess, the rest of Ukraine. You know, the one interesting thing about that is I, I learned a little bit about Nazi, neo-Nazi stuff. Um, so they've got, I think they're called the Avrov, I don't know. The something or other brigade, Abov. As a V. I don't know, they, these... These Eastern Europeans love their V's, but somehow they're some sort of neo-Nazi group, but they're also, like, they're the, they're kind of the military that fights for Ukraine. I mean, I think they were a separate group, they just started themselves up, and then the Ukrainian government's like, okay, you can be part of the army, so now they're official. And, like, I don't know why the Nazis had all the best-looking, um, stuff. Like, like, you know, like the swastika, that's way better looking than the American flag. And, you know, like, the, anyways, just everything the Nazis did, they just had, like, a great uh, fashion sense, I guess. And so, so this this uh, Ukrainian group, it's the neo-Nazi group, like, I don't know, I tried to look up, like, wh- what do they do? Are they going to kill the Jews? I mean, I don't know. I, I, don't, I have no idea if they hate Jews or not. I don't know what neo-Nazi group means exactly, but they do have some cool insignias. And it, you know, and it kind of reminds me of, like, like their patch is kind of like SS patch. It looks cool. And they're real fond of the black sun. You might go, you might go look up the black sun, but that's kind of a circular, zigzag lightning bolt symbol. That's pretty cool, and they put that on all their stuff too. So you know, they're neo Nazis at least as far as their insignias go. But so, anyways, you got some neo Nazis have been fighting the like Russian separatists over on the eastern part of Ukraine, and the latest news is that, I guess. Uh, Putin, Putin, uh, Russian President Putin, he said, we recognize those two states or regions, uh, the Donetsk, I think it's called, the two parts are called together, and we recognize those two things as independent countries. And so that pissed off the Europeans and Americans, and I think Biden's going to do some sanctions. And basically, there's your update on, I mean, that just happened yesterday. And I should mention about the swastika, like, the countries around Japan, they think the Japanese flag, you know, it's like a, it's a white flag with a red circle, rising sun. Um, 
The countries like China and other countries around Japan, they think that one's way worse than the swastika because the Japanese really hammered some people back in World War II also. But, you know, America's fine with that. As well, we should be. We nuke their ass. We probably, we owe them. We owe them a little bit. They can keep their flag. We got to nuke them. But so, Putin's been doing kind of some funny stuff. Like, there's a question on whether or not he's crazy. And maybe, like, since COVID, you know, does COVID make it everyone crazy? Maybe. Like, you think Putin, I would think that Putin, I would think he'd be like an anti-masker or something. But it sounds like he takes his stuff pretty seriously. It maybe has driven him a little bit crazy. And he's done some, like, funny public appearances, like, I don't know, like he, he celebrated or memorialized all the Russians who died in World War II, and I think he went to a church for that, and he was the only person in the entire church. And he did a, he did a few other things like that, where it was just, whatever, he did stuff alone, no other people allowed. And then there was this famous picture, or video, yeah, picture, whatever, that came out the other day, because he met with the French president, uh, Macron, and they had some sort of talk, and there was a table. They sat at a table. They sat at the far ends of a table, and the table was, like, crazy, crazy long. I mean, they were insanely far apart. You know, like, hey, get me the two longest tables in the world, and then put them together to make one even longer table. But Nikita was telling kind of a funny story, because he saw, he's, you know, he's in Russia. He's looking at some, I guess, the headline on a Russian newspaper, and it says... You know, we used a long table because the president will not give up his DNA. And Nikita's like, okay, this is it. Putin's gone completely insane. What the hell is he talking about? DNA. But then he read the article, and it turned out it was the French president, Macron, who wouldn't give up his DNA. Like Putin said, if you want to have a smaller table, you got to take one of those, I guess it's PCR tests. You know those uh, COVID tests where they stick a thing right up your right up your nose into your brain? Uh... And Macron was like, no, 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 the Russians are not getting a hold of my DNA. So that's why they had a long table. I thought that was pretty funny. And so Putin, you know, just recently, this is what got it all started. He gave a long speech, I guess an hour-long speech. And the, the point of the, he just went over the history about how, basically, Russia created Ukraine. You know, it's like, you know, you know like how the dad says to the kid, uh, I brought you into this world, I can take you out. So that's kind of how Putin feels about Ukraine. And apparently Ukraine, I think there was a I think there was a part of that was Ukraine, but then over the years of the USSR, like Lenin would give them a little bit of land here and then Khrushchev would give them some land there, so they kind of whatever. They were given a lot of parts, I guess of Russia. I'm not sure about this, but I think they used to keep their nukes in the Ukraine, like whatever. Ukraine was like it was a very important part of a uh, the USSR. They were friends. They thought they were friends. But so Putin gave the speech, and I guess at the end of it, he brought in like the governors, you know, like I don't know, I don't know what you call them in Russia, you know, the, but like the states, the Russian states, the leaders of those states would be like the governors, if you, if they're states, and if you call those people governors, the leaders of the regions. But so he said, you know, he got, a, he got a bunch of them there, and, or all of them there, I guess, and he's like, all right, do you think we should recognize the, the regions of the Ukraine, the breakaway regions of the Ukraine as independent countries. And apparently, he didn't really coach these people on what to say. You know, he just expected them to be like, yes, we should do what you said. But I didn't watch it. I guess some of them got up there, like, you know, we're looking, like, confused. Like, no, I mean, yes, I mean, yeah, whatever whatever it is I'm supposed to say. 
And one of the guys got up there, he was extra confused, and he's like, yeah, we should make those two parts, those two, those two parts of Ukraine part of Russia. And Putin's like, no, 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 I'm not asking you if we should make those things part of Russia, just if we should recognize them as independent countries. And the guy's like, uh, yes, no, I mean, yeah, 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 independent countries, sounds good. Okay, my bad. It wasn't the governors of each region. It was the big dogs in the federal government of Russia. I think I mentioned last time, uh, like Putin, he's in control, but he's not. he doesn't have complete and utter absolute control. I guess these are the other people. These people have power too. Like, if one of them goes against Putin, well, then that person's toast. But if they all disagree with Putin, Putin probably have to listen to them. So he's trying to get everyone on board, I guess, for what he's doing. Say that you're on board. Say it. Say it. All right, then what about Ukraine? So the president of Ukraine, Ukraine is Zelensky, or, you know, something like that. you got to say it with a Russian accent. Zelensky. But apparently, after the fall of the Soviet Union, in 1994, Ukraine agreed to give up their nukes. So they did have a bunch of nukes. And I guess the agreement was that the West, you know, America, Europe, um, they would agree to respect the boundaries, the whatever the, yeah, the border, build a wall. Anyways, they would respect the boundaries of Ukraine as a country. And so Zelensky is saying, hey, if you guys aren't going to help us, you know, keep our country whole, I mean, you know, remember Russia already took part of it, the Crimea, a river part, um, Zelensky's like, we may have to get our, we, we may have to start developing nukes again. I mean, I don't know if that, I guess that would be nukes to stop Russia. You know, that's the thing about nukes, like North Korea, whatever. Any country with nukes, you can't attack them. Once you get nukes, you're safe. You can attack other countries who don't have nukes, and the countries with nukes can't attack each other. So I guess if Ukraine would have kept their nukes, Russia would not be able to have attacked them because they'd be like, well, nuke your ass. And I'll tell you, I'm glad where I live, I'm at least 200 miles away from any major city. And it, it, and that's not even a big one. Like I'm, I don't know, I'm probably 300 miles from San Francisco. So, I mean, you know, would Russia nuke San Francisco? I mean, it might be better for the world if they did, but I kid, I actually have relatives who live in San Francisco. They're rich and it's awesome to visit rich relatives in San Francisco. But anyways, I feel like, I don't think there's a nuclear war about to happen, but are we like getting this close? Are we getting closer than we have been in a long time? Like, is there, is there an amount of sanctions? Can America do enough sanctions to make Russia send some nukes our way? I mean, if we can, we should do less than that amount. Okay, here is the part that I've been trying to understand. Um, what did America do in the 2014 thing where... Uh, Whatever, Ukraine went from one guy to another guy. You know, I think Russia calls it a coup. Russia says America did a coup on their ass. And I think this is how it went. So there was a guy in charge of Ukraine. Um, I think maybe he was like, I'm going to go with the West. And then it didn't get a good enough deal. And then he's like, okay, fine, I'm going to go with Russia. That part I'm not entirely sure on. So let's just say there was a guy in charge of Ukraine. And he was, whatever, he was, he was Russia's man. And then I think, you know, the young college kids started doing protests and they kind of brought the government down. So that part's all fine. I don't think America did any of that. I mean, who knows? But apparently Russia was like phone tapping. 
it sounds like phone tapping the U.S. Embassy. And so the ambassador, the, the, the U.S. ambassador was, did a phone call with um, whatever, I guess the Obama administration, someone high up in that. And in the phone call, they're like, okay, this, you know, this, this other guy's about to be out of here. Who do we want to put in charge? And I don't know the guy's name, but they agreed, you know, Obama. Obama and, I mean, basically they're all Obama people. One Obama person in Ukraine and one Obama person back in D.C., they agreed they should put some guy, some particular guy in charge of Ukraine. And soon after that, that guy was in charge of the Ukraine. And I don't know, maybe he would have been otherwise, but whatever. Russia says America took over the country. You know, it's like... It would be like if China took over Mexico or something. America took over Ukraine, and that's how the Russians feel. Or say they feel, at least. All right, some more on that. I guess I guess the ambassador, like, you know, the protests are going on before they turn violent. And the ambassador is, like, going out and giving free cookies to the protesters. There's a little deer wandering through my empire of dirt while I record this podcast. And it's kind of stocky. It almost looks like a half deer, half cow. I wonder if that's a possibility. But anyways, the U.S. ambassador was giving out cookies, and apparently if you, and Bob, Bob Wright, he's always right about everything. Um, I mean, his shtick is he's anti-war. He's always right, though. But he says that if you listen to the, like, the tone of the voice or just what they're saying or just the whole conversation between the State Department and the U.S. ambassador, you can tell that they're like, Sweet, we are we are in total control. This is this is this is it. This is our time to uh, do what we want, and apparently they did. They didn't know they were being recorded. Like they should have kept this stuff on the down low a little better. Oh, and I guess the protest, like the government fired on the protesters, and then it turned into a war. And then the the pro-Russian president or whatever he had to get get out of there before someone before before whatever before he got killed. I think he had like a castle with freaking like gold toilets and stuff like Saddam Hussein I don't know let me tell you do not ever have a gold toilet uh you are going to get chased out of your presidency Bob's talking about NATO Bob is just super anti-war but apparently like ever since the 90s I guess Clinton Bush um there's been two ideas about what to do with NATO right NATO's the what's that the North Atlantic Treaty Organization it's a thing where Europe and America says we're all together and we're all together against Russia. And so we've been expanding NATO, you know, letting countries into NATO, basically the, the former USSR countries. We've been letting some of them in, like Hungary, whatever. Uh, I guess Eastern East Germany, East Germany. But I guess there's been two schools of thought on that. One of them is that if you keep taking NATO closer and closer, you know, taking over countries going towards Russia, you're going to piss Russia off. And the other school of thought is, who cares? Who cares? This is, you know, democracy. Democracy is awesome. Screw Russia. And if we bring countries into NATO, then it'll make them more democratic. And I guess, like, Hungary right now is going, I mean, not neo-Nazi, but anyways, they're not going towards democracy, so it ain't working that great, other than to piss off Russia. So I don't have a super opinion on that, otherwise, other than I am also anti-war, and there's some information for you. And the other thing that we've been doing that's pissing off Russia lately is we've been putting uh, missiles into Poland. And these are so-called, you know, in quotes, defensive missiles. You know, Department of Defense. It's the one that kills you. 
So I guess we're saying this is to protect, I don't know what, Europe from Iran is the, is the cover story for it. But basically they're just, they're missiles that shoot down other missiles. And so it's, you know, I guess, you know, what Russia thinks is that, oh, you can send missiles into Russia, you know, not the defensive ones, other missiles. You can send lots of missiles into Russia. And then when we shoot missiles back, well, the Poland, the Polish missiles could just shoot all our, all our missiles down. So you can shoot us all you want with your missiles. Missiles, missiles, missiles. You know, if you, if you and a hot girl stand under a missile, you have to kiss her. Apparently something similar to what's happened in Ukraine happened in Georgia, the country of Georgia, not the state. Nikita's talking about he went and visited Georgia, and on his cell phone it said that he was in Georgia, the country of Georgia. But he looked around, everyone was speaking Russian, and rubles was the kind of money that they used. Now, this is not all this is not the entire country of Georgia. I don't know. They said the name. It's a name I never heard of and I couldn't understand what they were saying, but it sounds like part of Georgia has Russians living there and they act like they're in like they're Russian act like it's part of Russia. Which I mean we already did that or Russia are we I guess I'm on the side of Putin Putin or something. Putin already did that to uh, Crimea. So that that's like part of Russia now. Kind of, not internationally recognized, but... Anyways, I guess Russia has been kind of taking over parts of countries that are near them that have Russian people living in them, and they did it in Georgia also. Makes me think of that old joke um, with the Lone Ranger and his the, the cowboy and his faithful Indian companion, Tonto. It's like, the Lone Ranger and Tonto, they get captured by some Indians, uh... The Indians start building a big fire to burn them alive, and Lone Ranger's like, well, looks like this is it, Tonto. I guess we're going to get burned alive. And Tonto's like, what do you mean, we, white man? Twitter handle, at Anti-Woke Podcast, and thanks for listening.